Hashem, Boker Tov. We are back and better than ever, and we are continuing. We're learning about loans today. Today's show is dedicated to Yishmael Shlomo Ben Eliyahu, Zerubbabel Ben Gabriel, Tzivia Bat Mashiach, Tamar Bat Mashiach, Yosef Ben Nisan, Liora Bat Yitzchak, Benjamin Ben Yitzchak, Yehuda Ben David, Yehuda Ben David, Rinat Malka Bat Dan, Shimon Ben Yishael, Yitzchak Ben Shlomo, Yaakov Ben Moshe, and for the Rifuah Shlema of Rachel Barchana. Shemuel ben Rachel, Esther bar Chana, Dan ben Esther, Yehuda ben Esther, Yosef ben Yafa, Nisan ben Chana, also the Yehuda Nishmat. Yehuda ben Mashiach. Yehuda ben Mashiach. Yehuda ben David. Yehuda ben David. And we're learning about loans. We're in the middle of loans. So Pelayoetz was discussing, you know, there is a mitzvah to give a loan. And, but a person should try to see where is the greater mitzvah. Yes. When giving loans, and one has to balance and not only think about making money. You know, if a person has to, sometimes you look and you see it where you make more money. But a person also has to factor in if a person can, where is it more of a mitzvah to give? To to give to a Jew, a Jew is in need. To to help him. Don't only think about money. Don't only <laughs> think about. Where I'm gonna because the money comes from Hashem. Yeah. The bracha yeah. comes from Hashem. Doesn't belong to us. People think that money is mine. They're totally wrong. 100% Actually, wrong. And, and it's, it's a test. The money and it's is not a just test money. It's the bracha that we want. It's the shalom that we want. It's the money. You want the money to come with bracha. So uh, so we got up to the paragraph, I think, Uvivadai. Uvivadai, Shehakov. I'll tell you a story. Recently there was... Um, there was someone in the community that asked me, they said, I want to uh, loan money to a friend. Yeah, at the beginning, mm-hmm. a couple of hours. Uh, I, uh, so a person tells me, um, I have a friend who he's uh, between jobs and he's been going from job to job and he just uh, started his own business and he's trying to, to grow his business. He needs a vehicle, needs a car in order to, to get it. his business going. Um, he asked me to, for a loan, and I want to give him a loan. Can I give him a loan using my maaser? And I said, absolutely, a hundred percent. Without a doubt, this this is this is the mitzvah. You're helping someone start a business and stand on his own two feet. Yes. You know, that's of the eight levels that the Rambam described. That's probably the highest. That's the, that's the highest one, that, are, that you help a person, that he gets to a point that he doesn't need to accept charity, that he doesn't need to accept tzedakah. Sure. And then, Bezrat Hashem, right now you give him Maaser. If and when he's able to pay back, he pays you back to your Maaser. So you have, you, so you have more money in the loan fund or in the Maaser fund that you'll redistribute to Maaser. But right now, for sure, you could consider him Maaser. And not just that, that's the highest level of tzedakah. You help him get on his own two feet. So... This is what we're talking about here. You have to keep very good yeah. track of your maaser money. Because yeah, exactly, because that, that comes back to your maaser fund. So Uvevadai, and Peleoetz is going to talk about this today. So Uvevadai, she had the idea of a free loan fund. Of a fund. So Uvevadai, she had called the female she had a And for sure, everything is according to the person. Of course, for, for everything. In this world, there are boundaries and there are limits to how much of it is good. Don't there, overextend yourself. You cannot overextend yourself on anything. The person has to use his judgment. Don't go too far 
um, in either direction. What, like we say in Pirkei Avot, we're learning Pirkei Avot right now. Right? What's the best path for a person? That which is both good for him, but also something which brings him kavod. That people, that people look at him and they say, this is an honorable way of living. A dignified way of living, the way a person is doing. And a wise person already said, who is this wise person? It's, this is recorded by the Chovat HaLavot. This is one of the best, best things. There's a book, Chovat, Duties of the Heart. Chovat HaLavot. This is one of Rabbi Ben Chaim's favorite quotes of Chovat HaLavot. Miklal HaZehirut Shelot Ehezahir Harbe. One of the rules about being cautious. If you want to be cautious, if you want to be vigilant, don't be too cautious. Yeah. Don't be too, <laughs> don't be too vigilant. Yeah. You have it's to be cautious. It's, right? it's, it's a contradictory. <laughs> if you go too far, sometimes a person when you on a drive, so you're so careful and you're paying so much attention to the road and every little detail what's going on, and then you get into a crash. <laughs> sometimes you have to pay attention and you have to drive, but don't don't be too vigilant. They uh, they they tell a story of a guy. Ibn Chaim loves to tell the story of a guy that he said on Pesach, I'm, everybody has their stringencies. I go, I'm more strict than anybody. I only eat almonds on Pesach. Everything else on Pesach is chametz. Anything else, you know, the, the matzah, only the minimal to do the mitzvah. After that, it, can, it might, might be chametz. I'm not going to have any more after that. Any other food, there could be some chametz mixed into it. The only thing I eat on Pesach is almonds. He only the entire Pesach, all he eats is almonds. Wow. So one year, on, uh, he, he buys the almonds and he's, he's eating them for his meal during the Seder. And they taste different. They're not the same as uh, as every year. So on Chol he goes back to the cellar, and he brings him the almonds, and he says, I, bought, I buy these almonds from you every year. The kosher Pesach almonds, it's the only thing I eat <coughs> on Pesach. This, this year, they, they tasted different than other years. What happened? So he says, you know, he said, most years when I make the almonds, I usually dip them in lard. I oh, dip them in, in pig fat <laughs> before I saw them so that they become tasty. This year I wasn't able to, to dip them in the, <laughs> in the pig fat. <laughs> so they taste a little bit different. <laughs> so, what did say? Miklal as the hirut, part of being cautious is don't go too far with it. Don't, don't be too cautious. Analysis is paralysis. You want to look at investment, you overanalyze. You miss the deal because somebody else will grab it. Yeah. You paralyze so, yourself. Just so, look so, into it. Yeah, just back. take the middle path. Take the middle. We have to follow the halakha. We have to follow and we have to trust Hashem. That's, yeah, it. that's it. So, and that's especially over here when it comes to loans. There's a pasuk in Tehilim. It's good for a person to be gracious, to give out loans, but he has to manage all of his affairs. With judgment. A person should not just be giving out all of his money, you know, everything in his bank, he's gonna, everything that he has in the bank, he's gonna give out to loans. If a person goes too far with it, then, then he himself is gonna be in need. 
Yeah. You, if you give out everything to loan. So, then you have to go and ask for it. So one of the laws of tzedakah, and this applies to the loan as well, when it comes to tzedakah, a person only gives up to 20%. You don't give more than 20% of tzedakah up until Chomish. Why? So it, you shouldn't become in need yourself. So there's a limit. Yeah, you have to also, Peleoetz is saying, you also have to look at your own business. Right? Your life comes first. So we have, but we have to give. We have an obligation to give as Jews. We have an obligation to help and be gracious to others, but we also have to balance at the same time our own affairs and make sure that we don't become in need because of that. So, Now let me tell you what's the best path for a person to take. If Hashem gives you wealth, and you have more than your needs. And this is where the the, the entire balance comes. Is what are your needs? You learned two hundred and fifty right? something per person. Right, a person has to. A person has. If a person cannot differentiate between necessity and luxury, it's going to be very hard for them to give tzedakah. Per year. If a person cannot differentiate again, if a person cannot differentiate between necessity and luxury, it'll be very hard for them to give tzedakah. If luxury becomes necessity, oh, yeah. it becomes very difficult to, to give tzedakah. To have I, have, I, I have enough to support my needs. Now I have more. Hashem gave me more than that. Question, Why Rabbi, did Hashem give me more? Rabbi, if in your business you need the luxury because it's a necessity to, to run a certain kind of business, it's business. What, yeah, what, what, not, what, not personal. Right, it's right. So it's personal. a matter of business. But yeah, he's talking about personal. personal life. He's talking about your personal life. He's talking about in your personal life. For a person to um, to manage and understand the difference between luxury and necessity is essential sure. to tzedakah. And yes, okay. There's a certain type of uh, amongst the social group that a yes. person is. There's a certain status that a person cares for. But to strive for higher, yes. or to to want to be more than you can. It, it hurts you in the end and it hurts your ability to give tzedakah. Well, first think about, okay, do I have my basic necessities covered? Then think about tzedakah. And then maybe if there's still more left after you that, maybe, <laughs> may, maybe think about uh, spending more and more on the luxuries. But here, he, Peleot is saying, if Hashem gave you more, let me tell you what to do. Hashem gave you more than what you need. Put a little bit on the side here. For example, if a person has the, uh, the custom, which every person should have, to separate Maaser and put Maaser on the side in a different account from everything he makes, it's the best way to give Maaser. It's the way we, in, we encourage everybody. Is, from when you when you make it, if you're able to afford it, but if not, when on a yearly basis, when you calculate your income versus your expenses, you separate master. This is what I do myself also. You leave it in a diff- have a different account set up, a different account. This is the master account, and the money is already there. The money is there whenever it's, uh, someone needs it. It makes it much easier because. Always, if a person only has their own personal accounts, and you're giving tzedakah, and it's a, you know, even though you feel good, you feel it. You feel a little pinch. There's a little, a little pinch that you feel every time you give tzedakah. But if a person from the beginning, from when they make the money, or from when they, when you do your taxes, you separate out the 10% that you made this year, I already put it. It's already there in the account. It's already given. It's already given. It's already there. This is, this is already not mine. Whenever they come, it's much easier to give. So separate it into a different account. Now, part part of that account, 
have uh, part of that Maaser account set aside for a free loan fund. Oh, already? Uh, even if already. you don't use it this year, you even keep it, it's already given. You keep it, it's, it's already, already given, given. given, it's already on the side. Fund. This yes. is a, it's a free loan fund for someone, for people who are in need of a loan. So if you separate your Maaser, there's no issue with holding on to it for a period of time? No, no you can't. It's already, no, it's it's already not, yeah. Zedakah. Yeah, you it's alright. Like you open a trust. Like you open a yeah. trust. Like, uh, exactly. It's, it's, I've already ten set years, it aside. Ten years in there, but it's so, already so, out of your account. That means it's already it's going to go eventually to do a, the reverse, right? I mean, you can if let's say most people won't know what their actual income is for a period of time, so you can kind of keep track of what you distribute and then reconcile. Yeah, or I mean, the Chafetz Chaim writes, and I think there are many, many people whose businesses are like this. Uh, the Chafetz Chaim writes that if a person cannot make an exact accounting of how much they make in a year, you're allowed to approximate. Meaning whenever you come to do your taxes or whenever you come every once in a while, every few months or once a year, you, you still have a general idea, you have a ballpark idea of how much you mean. There are many people like this that I've talked to, they say, I can't tell you how much I make. I, we, we I don't know myself. We calculate on our income, we calculate on the base of the business. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you an estimate how That's much. Your so That's your real income. Yeah. Now, so, you're paying taxes yeah. or you're avoiding paying taxes for the future? <laughs> yeah. But you're allowed to estimate. You are allowed. A person can take upon the minhag of Maaser with, with estimation for, for this. have a building. Uh, this year, $50 million high. Next year, very good question. We address this topic in our book. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not. Maaser it's is when you whenever you sell it. Yes. When, whenever you sell, you sell it, it goes it's according not, to when you sell it. It's the same with you can't say stones go up in value and yeah. come down. So you, every year you have to. Whenever, <laughs> <laughs> whenever you sell it, the is they, you sell, the transaction but, is but it affects the other way also because in taxes people deduct depreciation. There are people who deduct depreciation yeah. from from a building, you, so you can't do that in Maser. You cannot deduct uh, depreciation in Maser uh, because you're still you're still holding so on to it. When you get the depreciation, you should pay on that. That's it to you as an yeah. income. Yeah. No, no, no. The the point is the same way with the same way with appreciation as if it goes up in value. Still, I'm not giving Maser yet. But also on the the depreciate depreciation is not factored into Maaser either. Oh, depreciation no? saves taxes for you. So yeah, it saves taxes. It saves taxes in tax lawyers. You basically need to hire an additional accountant. Yeah, later, later, yeah, down the line, later. Down the line. This is my Maaser account. It goes by when you sell it. It always goes by when you sell it. Exactly. A team of accountants. Yeah. So you can't give them all this. You can't give them all this. So here's the point, though. But I was just saying, it's a beautiful thing that Chavetz Chaim gives the same advice that when a person does his maaser try to set as part of your maaser as a free loan fund meaning don't only distribute charity don't only distribute tzedakah have a part of it which is designated for loans specifically right what's the beauty of this this is now going to be a fund that i can do mitzvot with it the my entire life right i'm able to give and then and then it's going to come back and then i'll be able to give again and you'll be able to continually do mitzvot of tzedakah. When you give a loan in your mind, when you give a loan and it's part of your maser, you don't expect it. Yes, you don't. You don't expect it to come back. But at the same you're time, you're not counting it as coming back. But at the same you're not counting it. It's true. No, but it comes. Not. If it comes back, you can continue. To, you can do the mitzvah again. The code, yes. You can do the mitzvah again. And what's the beauty of it? Says wow. Even after you pass away. 
even after you pass away, the mitzvah just continues. It comes back. Right? He gave us a joke. He gave us a joke. Rabbi. is going to last forever. Person, you learn for a certain time. This person unfortunately passes away. So the mitzvah keeps on going. Uh, How does it work? Uh, in, term, in terms of it's getting uh, money. Between you and God. And Olam Haba, who is. So it's still doing gling, 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 gling <laughs> in, in the other. <laughs> That's what we want to know. It's a, good, it's a good question. It's a good question. Very good. We have to look into it. And if a person cannot do this while he's alive, when a person is making his will, when you make, when you make your will, don't give all of it to your children. You have to give some to your children. And there, and there are debates about the, the percentage. But... He says, don't give everything to your children. Means, and then you leave your soul naked. <laughs> so all, all of your assets, all of your assets that you had, everything that you made during your life, you're leaving out in your will. You give all of it to your children. Then what about you? What about your soul? Now don't leave your soul naked. Wow, don't depend on your children to give the tzedakah. Oh. From the will, rather do a proper will, in the best way to give tzedakah, at the very least 10%, and this is one of the only times the Gemara says that a person can give up to 50%, you're allowed to, to give to tzedakah. I mean, there's a debate. Some say uh, what the exact text of the Gemara says um, is a debate. Rav Moshe Feinstein says that actually you could give as much as you want to tzedakah as long as you leave a significant amount to your children. And he writes there, Rav Moshe Feinstein, in his time, it was probably 60, 70 years ago, he said you should leave at least $1,000 for each child. <laughs> 60, 70 years ago, he said leave, leave something significant for, for your children. That was like today 10 million dollars. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about 10 million, no, but it was. Yeah, but he was saying leave something significant 70, for your children. 60, 70, 000, 000, as long as you do that, the rest you can give to tzedakah. The basic, basic pshato, according to the Birkei Yosef, and we we'll usually try to follow, is uh, it should be 50 50, up till 50%, uh, at least 50%. You know that the children are going to do it. You know the children are going to. So you put it in your will. You know they're going to get there. But Peleot is saying at least 10% do yourself. Don't just depend on them. What if you already transferred all the assets before you passed away? But you put it in your will that you want. Yeah, you can change your will at any time. You can change your will at any time. But part of it, instruct yourself. Don't just leave it to your inheritors. Don't just new leave home, it to your children, says Belayot. Yeah. New, new homework. Yeah, that it should be in the hands of a trustworthy person. And that amount, that section of your will, should be for tzedakot and loans. Tzedakot. We should continue in good health, Bezrat Hashem. We'll continue tomorrow. Happiest Monday.